Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Abbaswab saying howdy. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We got another banger for you today. In the studio with me today is the very talented graphic designer. He made the intro you just watched. He made the merch random screening crew. I've been working with this guy. Yo, he's killing it. I have to have him on. My guy, Joshua DeCucos. There you we saying? go. We got it, man. I we got that. We got that. I clarified that name so many times before we went live, bro. You know what, man? It's one of many that have not got it right, so I don't blame you, but we're good. You got it perfect, man. Welcome. We're welcome good. to the studio. And like I was saying, you're part of a very, very small group of people, small group of guests who have brought a gift to the oh, immigrant yeah. section. Oh, yeah, man. Very immigrant-like, very ethnic-like to gotcha, be man. like, I got to come with a gift. That's the Filipino culture, man. We got to like always give gifts. You got to, you know, if you come to the crib, like we got to give you guys some food. You got to walk away with some, you know? Yeah, I got, I, I'm open to it, brother. So I, what's, what's the deal me, with it? What remind you, me. Yeah, you want to do it at the end? end? Nah, let's go at the end, bro. We got yeah. to finish it properly, you know what I'm saying? He's got like a proper piece of artwork right there and he's had it like it's flipped around i only see the back and i'm like and he's like at the end i'm like damn bro i had to man you're my first uh, this is my first podcast like you're the first one to inv invite me out and like do one of these so it's like it's fitting that i you know show some show some love you know yo i appreciate you by the way just uh, keep that in mic yeah gotcha. that's very first podcast yeah, <laughs> you know? you're like yo this is my first podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like yeah bro you're in the living room right now <laughs> <laughs> Yo, by the way, just yeah, just bring that. Right up, hold that right there. Yeah, bro, Thank I had you. to have you on, man. You're mad talented. Appreciate I love that. your work. I was just saying, bro, you're way more jacked than I would have thought. That picture you got on Instagram—that's pre-COVID. You said you got jacked during COVID. Well, what else is there to do, man? Like for real, like I literally get fat or jacked, right? It one or the other, man. But I was like, you know what? I'll, I have to be jacked, bro. I have to like I have a little space in my backyard, so like I made like a a little makeshift like gym. Yeah. And then I my first workout storm, everybody was like, "Oh, you're doing like prison workouts out there, man." I'm just like putting bricks in a backpack and doing push-ups. Are you half stuff. black by any chance? Because you're big for a Filipino guy. Do I? You got you got. Hey. You, are you full Filipino? Full Filipino. You got you got your yeah, people yeah. listening here, just like <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, full Filipino, hundred percent. No, but oh, my, also my guy too. I I usually clarify this before, but just open yourself up a little bit chest wise oh, yeah, to the camera. Sure. Yeah, my show guy. the gains too. Gotta yeah, show the gains, exactly. Right? Let him let him see that chest. Do you shave you, that bro. chest, my dude? Bro, there's nothing to shave, man. Okay, Ain't nothing okay, there. Right. I'm full, I'm full Filipino, like I said, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's adding up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're a big Filipino, my guy. You know what? I get that a lot. Like you go to the fam jams. Like I'm like I'm the tallest one in my fam. Like, I like to say six feet, but, like, more, technically 5'11". Five 5'11". Five just round yeah. it. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, just yeah. round it. Yeah. I had a whole bit that 5'11 is a myth. That if, yeah. so, if someone is 5'11", they'll say they're six feet. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Like, it is, bro. You got you to round it, no man. No one's it's, really 5'11". If, if you say you're 5'11", you're 5'10". Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5'11". It's, it's a tricky one. But, yeah, for a Filipino, it's, it's, it's I've quite I've had Big rare. Norm, Keith Pedro, shout out to the boys. They all here, you know, like, mad town. In a small package. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you you rolled up. I thought it would have been the same. Like, damn, this boy is like, I may, I may have to square up against this. How tall do you think I was? 5'9"? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I had to, you know, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I, I didn't put a number to it in right, my head. Right. But yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you saw my dad, he's literally like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, 
my mom's the same height and it's like isn't that crazy you could make bigger kids yo everybody teases my dad they're like yo that's not your son man like that you, <laughs> there's no way he like you that that's not your kid bro. He's, it's weird bro. your dad have an accent he he's probably like the best uncle like that speaks english the best it's weird like he's like me and him are like the least cultured filipinos there are like we're into like we're not really like you guys can't sing you don't do karaoke I can sing. I just can't sing well. You know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's horrible. Like I'll, I'll score like a 70 in karaoke. Like, you know, I'm not even that good with it, man. But um, I didn't even know karaoke scored you. Yo, we do it. The, the way we do it is like, yeah, it's like usually like 90s a, a good score. And then like, you know, a 70s is what I'd be hitting. But like, like the software will be like you matched yeah, at, it this much. At the end, it'll be like tally the score, how, how well you matched it on the thing. But it's just like. Yeah, bro. I'm not. I'm not with it, bro. I, like, I'm just not Filipino like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. The Are least. you even Filipino? It says it at the I guess end. I am not half Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am half black. You know, it's dude. Like, that's so funny. I bet at the Filipino at like in the Philippines, the Manila yeah. airport, the additional screening. They probably have a karaoke setup. They're yeah. like, you're saying you were born here. Huh? <laughs> You must achieve a score of 95 to prove it. And I, I will always love you. They're, you're fucking up there bringing the... Bucket. I would fail. I would fail, man. Like, I'm I'm not even, like, into super into Filipino food that much either. But oh, I, I get shit. the appeal, though. Like, I get why people like it. But I just never have been super drawn to it. I've been more into, like, Vietnamese or Korean food. But, like... Okay, or as, as long as you stay the Asian... I'm still, no yeah, I'm still the same continent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you were about to say, like, you know, I'm on that pot roast. Uh, you know, and I'm on that <laughs> chicken... Loaf. Yeah, I'm on that chicken pot pie, you know? That, yeah, yeah. No, we have... I've been like, I like those, bro, but shit, this is the immigrant section. <laughs> I gotta throw some shit your way, you know? You're from Sudan, though, right? I'm from Sudan, yeah. I, I've never had, like, cuisine from there. Like, I don't have too many friends from there. I have, I think I have about one, but... It's the cuisine of struggle. Is it? <laughs> really? Actually, the, the people that were just here uh, were asking me about Sudanese food. Hmm. Real good. But again, it's like, you know, like, a, a lot of these um, African cuisines and, like, South American cuisines are, like, are... are well, especially areas that don't right. have, like, crazy amounts of vegetation. They're, right. like, built out of, like... Limited resources. So it's right. a lot of rice, a lot of stew. It's like making the best of out of big, what you what Yeah, you yeah exactly. Yeah. Very tasty stuff because yeah. they really like take advantage of spices and shit like that. But I don't try to make any Sudani stuff except for ful, which is like ful, ful which is fava beans. Fava beans. Which is staple, staple, staple Sudani and Muslim, an Egyptian thing. It's like you'll, if you ever go to like an Egyptian brunch place or something right, or right. any of these restaurants, right. they'll have food. Just like if you want to imp impress them, like y'all got food, like damn, this boy knows. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we were going to give you this garbage. We're bringing it from right, the back right, for right, you. Right, 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 right. But it's fava beans, like half boiled. So they're, they're kind of like getting mushy. You break them up. Uh -huh. You put cumin, salt, pepper, chili powder, and then like it gets real good. You serve it with olive oil. And you have you eat it with pita bread, and you could a lot of people put feta cheese in it. A you lot got of feta people, cheese in there. Really? A lot of people Damn. put feta cheese. I like to put scrambled eggs. A lot of people now you got the egg bean. Now Word. you're getting like protein overload. You know, for you with that with that prison workout you've been yeah, doing, man, bro. Yeah, man. You'd be eating food and eggs all day. Is it is it healthy more times? Because like I know with Filipino food, like the street food isn't really the best for you. It's just it's, the amount of oil they put in. You know what I mean? That's what, they they drench it in the yeah, oil, but if yeah. they pull the oil back, it's just usually served with a lot of oil. But the food, it's just it's just straight up beans and spices. It's mad healthy. But like Damn. they hit it with a lot of 
that oil. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that's probably, like, I, I haven't seen calories on food ever, so I don't know, and I don't, like, watch that stuff, but I can't imagine it's crazy healthy, you know? So if I see a, if I meet a Sudanese girl, I'll, like, I'll be like, yo, oh, can you make food? Bro. It's, it's over, right? Bro, bro. It, you never even have to have food. Like, just know just pretend f- what it food is, is right? a thing, and right. know that Egyptians and Sudanese people, like, You'll get immediate credit, like right? Yeah, yeah, immediate credit. I feel like it's the chicken adobo for us. Like, if you know, I don't know. If Norm, no, I, I'm about to learn it though. Oh yeah, like so. I don't know. I swear, Norm would have told you, but like chicken adobo is like. Norm, if you're watching this, you fucked up, bro. You embarrassed me in front of the Filipinos, <laughs> dog. It's this like boy scoring seventy. <laughs> like, he even knows the chicken no, adobo. Norm can sing though. No, no, no. I'm saying Norm hits a hundred. I'm oh, talking he, about you, bro. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm saying not, you not, even know I'm the chicken adobo. Worthy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's um, it's like the most common one. It's just like chicken, chicken with rice and and some vinegar and soy sauce with it. But it's like one of the few dishes that I do like. But um, well, yeah, is it um, a lot of I rejected a lot of the Sudanese stuff growing up because I was over right. at my friends' houses and shit, and it just made me feel African. You know, when you're younger, I oh, I just wanted to be fucking Canadian so badly. I just wanted to not be an immigrant so badly. That's Even though my like I had no accent. Right. I right. came here when I was in grade one. Right, six years right, old. Right. Right. Well, by the way, you were your parents born here or No, they're born in the Philippines. Okay, they're born but I was Fi- born here, yeah. Did they ever take your ass back? No bro. This is proof that I'm not that Filipino. I've never even been to the homeland, like not even once, bro. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, yeah, but. before the artwork. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. the artwork's at the end. <laughs> but uh, but like I was born there. Yeah, came here when I was six, and then like London, Ontario. We were just talking about how you dated a girl, in London. Yeah, it, yeah. Think about London, Ontario. Right. Putting this African kid in first grade in London, Ontario, recess. Right. You know, all all I wanted to be was. I just wanted a cottage. I wanted to get on a sea do. I wanted right. to have. I wanted to have the fucking. Uh, do you remember the toboggans going down sleds? The GTs, um, bro. All I had was magic carpets. This sl- from 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 Goodwill. Plank of wood going down. Exactly. The, yeah, Everyone bro. else has the GT with the full steering wheel, and I and I attributed all those things generally privilege and like yeah 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 you know being there a while and your right. parents are established yeah 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 I just I dreamt, uh, attributed all that to like whiteness. Right. So I just, I just always had a chip on my shoulder about being like, I just want. You wanted so I rejected that, yeah. Sudanese food. I wanted, you know, the fast food. I, I, I wanted the pot roast over that. And then as I get older, I'm like, like I stopped. Once I started stand up, right, and like the podcast and everything. Not even the podcast, but stand up. Right. And I really like left corporate world. I. I really like flipped things around and was like, okay, you can't spend 20 years running from this thing that you are. Yeah. Let's begin embracing this fucking shit, you know? It's true. It's true. I feel like a lot of people had the same thing because like, I don't know if you can relate, right? You ever be in class and it's lunchtime, right? Everybody opens up their meatloaf. Everybody opens up their ham sandwich. Open up. It's some next... Uh, you know, intricate smelling food and everybody turns and looks at you and you're like, what is that? What is that? What's that? What lunch you got there? And you, you have to kind of explain it, right? Yeah, dude. That's how I begged my mom for Dunkaroos. You know what I mean? Begged her for Dunkaroos because then I would bring out the snack first. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't even eat a lot of my food around people. <laughs> I'd kind of just eat the main weird thing that I, I Low don't key, even... Low-key, right? Like, like, I would be so in my head. Like, <laughs> this is why I feel like... This is... Like all this anxiety has prepped me into this world of right, like right, comedy right. and uh, observation and stuff. Right, right. Because I'd be so in my head, I wouldn't even open it. I know it, there'd be confrontation involved. I'd eat it over there. I'd eat the main weird thing, the pita bread with some fucking shit in there. I'd eat it over there, bro. It's I'd weird. beg for $2 because it's pizza sliced. 
night today at, 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 at lunch. So give me the two dollars so I can just get a slice. Did of Did you ever get? I my Dukes were like always like. It's so expensive. You can, my dad's always like, you can go to Little Caesars, get a full pizza for the yeah, same price. Yeah, that's I'm the like, way to do it, right? He's like, I don't no. want a full pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I want this, bro. I want like, to You're wasting is. the rest of the pizza. Like, I don't want that much food. <laughs> I'll pay for less. Like, Yeah, man. I don't know. But yeah, that shit. Like, so that's the power of the snack game when you're a kid. Because that dunk, it's like prison, like cigarettes in prison, you know? Because now... The, the the like getting fruit roll-ups and dunkaroos that is how i bought canadian hood mm-hmm. it's like now i'm with my boys now i got dunkaroos now i'm in the fucking art in the conversation of yeah right? yeah you could and you can have a one-two trade you know i'll give you my fruit gushers for the dunkaroos and you're like yo they're exactly 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 and it's, it's just and then like you're weird deep down, like bro i was if i had to talk to my mom in like like Arabic, right? You know what I mean. I would like pull her way away from anybody, right? I right. wouldn't speak Arabic in front of like these kids, right? Because I just want I, I. It's almost like I'm building a persona of like a, a just a fucking thoroughbred Canadian yeah, kid. Like yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want them to hear me speak a foreign language. They'd ask, and then they'd ask like, "It's not even," like, and they don't even have a problem with it. Everything I thought was in my head. I right. looking back, no one was ever was like, "What kind of fucking." <laughs> got a nigger mud language you talking boy no one ever said anything like that no one ever really? said anything yeah, like yeah. that it was all in my head like if i speak this that i'm different and they'll treat me di- it's all these like things of trying to survive when there there's there's no map right you know i'm just i just hit down my siblings they're doing grade three for the first time yeah. i'm in grade one no one is like right, we're all right. learning it as we go so i'm just like different is bad be the same as everyone well, how was the demographic though in, in class? Like, where was it mostly white or like? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like the one black kid. You're like the token. I was token. the one black kid. Yeah, I was the immigrant. There was one Mexican kid. Damn. I mean, I, I went to a school called Wolford Jury. Shout out to Jury. Uh, and I grew up in a neighborhood that was. I had a lot of black kids, but coincidentally, I had a lot of people one year above me, one year below me. Just in my grade. All of the people in the hood that live with me, they're always one grade above and one grade below. So I was always the that's one black kid in the class. That sucks, you know? man. That's rough. It was just, yeah. And I was like, I liked it. You know what I mean? I, I embraced it. Like when I went to Waterloo for school, I saw how multicultural it was. And, right. and I realized, oh, this is amazing because like you don't have to hide. You don't have to. Any. That's when I really began to embrace my culture. But before I was like, yeah, I'm like. I'm I'm different, you know. Like I was such a class clown that like I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm the one or something. Did you ever feel like it was kind of a? Because like I can relate in the same way. So uh, I went to a school called uh, Cataraqui Public School. Shout out Cataraqui. But like I was the like your rel- camera's not on, by the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, no, we got to do the whole thing over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was the only like virtually the only Asian. Uh, in my public school, but it w- there was a lot of black kids, a lot of white kids, and and brown kids, right? So where is this? What city? Ajax. Ajax. Yeah, okay, yeah, just yeah. out there, out of the just mix. Out there. I can't even add on to. There's not yeah. much not, to say not about. Not as bad it. as Whitby, but Ajax, right? It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not quite Whitby. This is that Toronto <laughs> talk for all you not international listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. A, I don't think it's as bad as Whitby. Yeah. No, like, no it's I feel not. Like for Whitby, sure, Whitby's not. a. There's not much to do yeah. there. Um, but yeah, no, I was the only Asian, like relatively, and like you started being okay with being the token because like, you know, whenever you're just that guy, you kind of stand out, right? Sometimes you like the attention. There's right? something nice about it, even yeah. if it's not for the best reason. Right? Exactly. And At least I'm different in this way, even though I like, I'm the only one who looks like this, 
but I'm not gonna stand up in this class and be like, I I would have if someone, right. bro. To uh, sorry to even cut you off, no, but the most one to put you into <clears throat> the mindset of where I was at when I was in sixth grade, we got Canadian citizenship, mm-hmm. and I snuck away. I told my teacher I got to take a day off. Blah blah blah. And when we were at the sworn in ceremony, when you get citizenship, you got to go and like swear into right. Canada. Yeah, yeah. Th- they announced that I was at it. And when I came back to class, like it was literally like 12 to one. So like I, I left one class yeah. and I came back to like homeroom. Yeah. And my one buddy was like, yo, congrats. <laughs> my buddy, Kevin Graham, shout out till this day. <laughs> and he got, he got me a welcome to uh, our Canada keychain. And I was so embarrassed, bro. I just remember really? being so fucking embarrassed that they announced it. Damn. Like, fuck. How did they announce that shit? Like, yeah, I yeah. wanted the illusion that I'm like, I didn't want the illusion. And you did it low key too. You didn't even tell people No, about I told it, right? no yeah, one. Yeah. I was truly embarrassed. Truly. Damn. And when I found out they announced it, I'm like, fuck, why did you announce that shit? Imagine yeah. that mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tricky. Was it like that for you? Nah, it was like. I'll tell you what, though, in high school, because, like, in Ajax High, like, it wasn't that diverse either, right? And, like, I remember for grade 12 prank, we did, uh, you know, every year, every high school does, like, a prank at the end of the year, right, in high school. For the movies. Yeah, exactly. We tried to, and it's funny, because ours is so cliche. We did, like, a food fight, right? That's all. I've never been part of a food fight. Always wanted to. That was my only one. And it was dope, right? So, like, literally all the grade 12s were, like, you know, at the start, they're, like, yo, we're going to do a food fight. Like, we'll... Everybody get your lunch, throw it across the table and just like, you know, have a food fight. And I remember like so many people did it, right? In the cafeteria. And you know, everybody participated. Everybody's throwing food, blah, blah, blah. And everybody ran out. And the teachers couldn't see who was involved. You can't punch the people. Because like everybody was doing it and you couldn't pinpoint. You can single out anyone. Exactly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, nobody's worried about getting suspended. Nobody's worried about getting in trouble. You know, I go to my fourth period class and then I hear an announcement. They're like, oh, can Joshua DeCucos come to the office? I'm like, Okay, word. I go to the office. Uh, the principal's like, we know you participated in the food fight. We saw your yellow fried rice on the floor. No. Swear, swear. And I was suspended from that. And I'm like, they were right. I'm not going to lie. They were right. 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 Okay, so, so we'll give them that. Yeah, they were right. Let's explore this. Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, man. Yo, in a court of law, that's in admis- Like, that's <laughs> garbage. That's nothing. Joshua, look at me. Joshua. We saw the, what, what is it, chicken, it what's was, it called? Chicken, so what's I had, it called? I had like this yellow <laughs> fried rice all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it was kind of, I feel like it was kind of iconic. So fair fair point to them. But like, you can't like tell tell like one of the only Asian kids like, yo, we saw yellow fried rice on the floor. You're suspended. That's our proof for you. Did they suspend anybody else? They suspended like a, a few other kids. Like yeah, they brought other- the black kid in. We saw the fried chicken. Jamal, <laughs> we saw the fried chicken. Dude. This hurts us more than it hurts you, buddy. You're, you're cut up. They come in, Steven. We saw the pot pie. <laughs> like, this is the most. They did one by one stereotype. Like, dude, that's crazy. Did it blow your mind? Yeah. But they were right. So I didn't fight. I'm like, but still, yeah, but it's like, so you can't weird. just do that. There's so right? many levels to that because on it one is. level, they're right. On yeah. another, another level, you're like, fuck, that's fucked up and racist. On another level, you're like, damn, they know me so well that they know the food I'm eating. Like, that's what I'm this saying. This is a very personable school on that level. Yeah. There's so, it's so many mixed feelings. Like, did you, did they, like, you went back to class and grabbed your shit? And I left. Yeah. From that. Mo- yeah, I, I went and then I uh, went, my, took my stuff and went home. Wow. It's, like, it's just like that, man. And I was going to say, like, have you experienced, like, anything like, like that? Because, like, I know it seemed like everybody treated you well. 
I've had, uh, you know, like the type of racism I've dealt with was like, I've had it very good compared to all these horror stories I've heard. Word. Uh, And I think it's because I wasn't a very, like I wasn't that social justice kid. I wasn't the kid trying to make a difference. I wasn't brave. I wasn't courageous. I just wanted to make people laugh. I just wanted, it's like if they're laughing, they're not thinking that I'm different. If they're laughing, they're not worried about where I'm from. That's an origin story. If they're laughing, then they don't, then it doesn't matter that I'm going to Limberlost. Right, right. You know what I mean? No one ever comes. I go to everybody's house. No one ever comes to my house. I don't let anybody come to my house. Right. Because when right. you come into my house, there's Quran playing loud and there's smoke <laughs> because my mom's doing this Sudani incense right. shit. I was so yeah. embarrassed by all this shit. So, yeah. so embarrassed. So it's like you're trying to like cultivate a persona. You know what I mean? That's not true to you, but you're like, this is how I will survive. This is how I will adapt in this new environment. It was know? just trying to get by yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More times. Legit. But like straight up racism. I remember in like third or fourth grade, some white dude, uh, like uh, some weird white dude. We're all playing. We're kids. We're all like eight, nine. And he and he let his dog out and he goes, sick the black one to the dog. And we're all running. And like, I remember like not even thinking that it was, I didn't even know what sick meant. I was three years into Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get the black kid, right? Right, yeah. And one of the kids next to me was like, he said this. And so, so when we were telling an adult about what happened, like- like, I guess he got in trouble, but I was like, he said sick the black one. Like, cause he told me that it was racist. Like, I didn't even know. I didn't register it as racism. Right. 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 Um, but like, just, I can't really pinpoint too much stuff. I was like, uh, I was a gifted kid. I was in all the, I was in all the gifted programs. I, I was, was so like, jealous, jealous of you guys. Cause you guys, they'd be getting called into the class. Like, could the gifted kids come? And do the thing. I'm like, yeah. are we doing a test right now? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have walked out of the class. Hi, stupid fucks. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go give them. We're all just getting our dicks sucked over there. We ain't even learned this shit. We already learned this shit three years ago. Yeah. Y'all niggas ain't shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, no, I was like a little nerd. You know okay. what I mean? I was a okay. little for sure. Cause like, that's the um, to get real personal. Right. I come from a. I have five siblings, family right. of eight people. Yeah. And I was in the middle. Okay. So the way I was like, I'm going to get love is I'm going to exceed academically. Excel I hear that. Not I exceed. hear that. I hear that. I'm in the middle. How am I going to get love? Hmm. I'm going to fucking kill school. You know what I mean? So I, it's not even that I truly wanted to do well or do any of these things. I just knew that if I got 100%, they smiled That's, and they were yeah. happy. They were like, I got that good feeling. If I got a fucking the closest to 100% I can get on these things, they were happy. You know what I mean? That's real. But so, so, so I didn't care. I was like, I got to do that. But like in, in like the school world, I'm like this whole different guy. You know what I Cause at home I'm like all quiet. It's disciplinary Muslim household. It's strict. It's strict, strict at home, yeah. I'm like, look, at the, look, I have 96 today. Good, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to fuck up. You know what I mean? And at class, I'm like, ah, I'm getting moved all 12 years, grade one to 12. The one standard theme of my schooling is I'm getting moved every second. Every day like they're for moving the, me. for the gifted stuff. No, like no, no, no. Like ah, he's talking with that kid next to him. Move him again. No, no matter who they move me next to, you just hear in that corner of the thing. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> like it doesn't matter where they. You move were me. were you in the front of the class? Like no, no, more no. times. Like eventually they would put me like you know remember science class how uh-huh. they would have the the benches where you do Bunsen burners and stuff. Yeah. Eventually, like in grade eleven, they put my table behind the 
They all Word? the kids' tables are in the middle, and mine was in the. You were that kid. Yeah, and I had the I had the top. I won the chemistry award and everything. Like you were yo, you I were was like the top it. kid, but like they, I was sitting back there because I was disrupting the classes with these jokes. You know, I nigga, I couldn't stop. Nigga, right? <laughs> I couldn't stop. That's like the that's like a main character trope, though. You know what I mean? Like he's a like a genius kid, but he's like like the funniest in class. That is like, super egotistical to say it myself. And yo, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. I was like, and what I really what I didn't realize was yo. That was a genius trope. <laughs> Imagine I said that. <laughs> I'll I say it for you. I'll say I was on you. that Sasuke shit, yo. You know, man, you know. No, but like that was all just straight up coping mechanisms, bro. That's crazy. But you know what is different though? And I've noticed a lot of people like, um, especially like some of the, a lot of the guys who are like first generation like yourself. Yeah, yeah. You guys came with, did you come with families? You have cousins here? I have a lot. Exactly. A lot, yeah, a whole bunch. So my family, we came alone. I have no cousins in this country. Really? Not one. No one came. We came by ourselves. So it's like That's existing tricky. in this. But when you come with, co- when you got cousins around, you can still have this like sick, like you have a, what's it called? Uh, like a, I was going to say, a structure, so to speak, you know, like right. reinforcement, right? Yeah, yeah. Like social reinforcement, right? It, it's and it's tricky to say that too, because like I can kind of relate in terms of getting the approval, but like for me, it was with my cousins. Like a lot of the time, I would say I'm viewed as the black sheep because my cousins are all smart, like they're killing it and they had good grades. Especially my, my a lot of them brother. nurses. No, really enough, none of them actually. Oh, none shit. Of them. oh shit! No, okay. one of them actually. One of them. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I lied. There actually, has to be two. actually two. Actually, two. all. Actually, yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they, yeah, all. <laughs> no, but they they've always been killing it, and I remember. There was just one fam jam we had. My grandma would go around and like she'd guess what everybody's gonna end up being. But I remember she'd say like, "Oh, lawyer, blah blah blah." And then I forgot what she said for me. But she's like unemployed, <laughs> <laughs> or just skips me or whatever. Yeah, like. And I remember for a long time I was like, "Man, like I gotta switch up, man. I gotta get my act together." And I couldn't blame him because like, there's a point in my life where I wasn't doing much. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I wanted approval too. Like I wanted approval from my fam because I know. They'd always brag about my little brother because he had really good grades. And then, you know, they'd kind of say say one, two cool thing about me. But it was never like something that I knew they were like, yo, he's killing it. Yeah. But then that's what inspired me. Like I had to I hustled, hustled hard in school. And did you end up going to like graphic design school? Yeah. Yeah. You, you went fully that way. Fully, man. So you finished high school. You're fucking yeah. lingering or what? I finished high school and then I took a, a program at Centennial called yeah. product design. But it wasn't like. It was the first year they launched it, so yeah. we were like the guinea pigs. And yeah, for the international people, Centennial is where you go to be unemployed. <laughs> I'm just gonna fuck with you. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know anything about Centennial, bro. Neither do I. And yeah. I went there, man. I don't even. <laughs> I wasn't. I was barely I got a student in, card on me. <laughs> I uh, no, I, I flopped on that, and, and then I went into graphic design, and then I finished it. But honestly, like school was never for me. I finished it so I can get like corporate jobs after. Yeah, and it looks good on your resume, but. Honestly, it was just never for me, man. Like, I just did it my own way. Like, I did, like, I would, uh, I'd miss a lot of class. And, I, and I'd do well. Like, i do the assignments. And Why I'd graphic learn. design, too? I've always been the art kid, man. Like, yeah? Yeah, you know, like, if a teacher is like, oh, you know, we need a poster. Or, like, oh, we have a new art project. Every head would turn around and look at me. I I'd say most it, of the time, yeah. you know. And I was like. Yo, that's that design. artistic trope right that's there. That's what I'm saying, right? right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, I was always, it was always there. And, like, you know, at a point where I was going to be like, oh, I should go into something safe. Or should I take a risk and do what I love. Do you and remember then, what you were thinking like in safe? Were you 
Like, I do. I'm not to fuck around with nursing, but like, were you like, I'm definitely not going to be medicine shit. It Dude, it, I honestly, it, I didn't even consider medicine because at the time, like my grades were, were really not that good. Okay. So I was going to, it wasn't an option. Yeah, it wasn't an option. I wasn't, I, I did horrible in like the sciences and stuff like that too. So I was like, you know what? I'll, uh, my dad's like, yo, you should try to be an electrician or whatever. And like that, there's good money there. Right. And it's dope. And you could get a secure job. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do it. And then after I was like, you know what? Like, bro, that's my whole life, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure you can relate to with comedy and stuff. Like you got to do what you love. And I feel like I'm happy I took the risk and, and bet on myself, you know, I'm paid off. You had the uh, you had the clairvoyance like to go with it first. I I was like on that momentum of like approval so hard Word. that I got the engineering degree and did three years of engineering. Did you? Yeah, bro. I was an engineer for three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before and the last year I was doing open mics at night, but yeah. it took two years of me like, and I hated school. Yeah, but I just I couldn't be honest with myself, you know. I was like, I if I don't become an engineer, then what the fuck is the point of my life? Almost this weird thing, like I, it's like I'm gonna disappoint them. I haven't met the thing. Right. So much pressure. Right. Right. Unrealistic, right? But I had to do the thing to realize this isn't for me, and I'm like so, like, inspired and like at, like awestruck by people like you right. that were like could in advance be like nah 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 nah. I it's still it's still crazy like that you know what I mean that you still made the call like was it like a like a particular moment that you're like that happened like while you were you know in school and you're like you know what this ain't it or was it just like all the thing you were wrestling with the all whole time school, I, I used to ask my friends I used to be like I was such a prick with my friends <laughs> that like all through schooling I'd be like ha ha like learning is for bitches you know what I mean like I would never go to class and I would just like take an Adderall forty eight hours before an exam and learn right. everything and. It's all gone one hour after the exam. Really? I'll cram everything in my head, put it on that paper, and it's gone. And I would keep doing that until I got the marks to, and to get the piece of paper. That's it. Yeah. It was just like means to defy or ends to defy the means. Whatever the fuck the saying is. All right, fuck it. I'm I, I think I, yeah, it's I the got you. Half the show is we just fuck up these idioms <laughs> and adages. You know, it's the ends that define the 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 when in Rome. You know what I mean? <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I didn't like it the whole time, but I wasn't honest with myself. I had to really do the job right. and the and the the enormity of thirty year career began to settle in. Yeah. Doing that job for a couple of years was like, oh my God. Because to be honest with you, I thought that I was working in the States for three years. Oh word. And the first two and a half years was in Detroit in the automotive industry. Word. And then I was so unhappy. I'm like, ah, it's Michigan. It's Michigan. That's the problem. I'll go to California. California, I'll be happy. So I get a job in like the Bay Area tech industry, right? Like Silicon Valley. Yeah, you live there. Oh yeah, for like almost a year. I did like that's where like I really got my intro chops to stand up because there's a really good scene more so than Detroit. I'd assume. I'd assume it's real nice. It's similar to Toronto, but um, once I got that job, I realized oh, it was way better in Michigan. Okay. (laughs) This is a nightmare. Like these tech really? startup open concept, we're all a team, but you're all fired tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? The workload, like the, the... Everything. It's like the work culture of working in excess and not being paid for it yeah. and smiling and being dedicated. And I was a consultant to a company. So I wasn't even like, when you're a consultant at a company, that like a lot of startups, what they do is they're so small, they don't want to hire all these full-time people because then they have to pay for their benefits and stuff. It's expensive. Right, yeah. So what they do is they go to companies like 
there's a bunch my company there's other ones called mind tribe and stuff like that and they hire a couple mechanical engineers a couple developers and they're just paying a monthly salary for these people as contractors right now that company has contractors and full-time employees in this office okay. and there's a first class second class citizen vibe thing happening here the first class citizens the full-time employees i need time off i'm feeling burnt out okay of course of course we have to think about your longevity right right yeah right. The contractors, I need time off. I'm feeling burnt off. No, no, no. We we were told that we'd be given five months of coverage. So had we known that you needed vacation, we wouldn't have approved. Like, And then you tell your company, hey, I want my vacation. The bill, like, the client has to approve it. So I got into that. I didn't even know that existed until I was in that. And I'm like, this is, I'm going to kill myself. This is a total fucking nightmare. That sounds horrible. How long it, did you survive that for? Like five, six months. And like I demanded to be taken off of the account, so the company fired me, and that company bankrupt a month later. Well, they pivoted. Well, and pivoted. Let's and call then, it bankrupt. Yeah, and back. and fired many, many like fucking people that were with them since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right. So all that bullshit. I had to see that to be like. Okay, and at this point, I've been doing. I love stand up, right? And I've always loved stand up, right? I was always that guy. I just never I had that immigrant mentality of like, this isn't a career. You can't, you can't build a future with this stuff. Only the, only Chappelle and the Burn, these fucking truly innately talented humans can do that. The rock stars, you know what I mean? You can't look at Bruno Mars and be like, I want to do that. No, that's a. You can't do that. He's a fucking was born gifted. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to tell yourself that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then you just once you do something you hate for so long, you hit a wall where you're like, "Oh God, Bro. this this can't continue." Did you ever have? Because like, yeah, there's the first part of like you know making the decision to leave what you're doing and do what you love. But I feel like there's a second part where it's like when you do what you love. Did you ever run into a point where like you doubted yourself? Like, man, did I make the right call? Like, it, it isn't looking too good right now. Or like all the time. I just yeah. did a show yesterday where I had that. Thought. Oh, did <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the time, bro. I have those thoughts all the time. Like I still this this whole dream has still has not come to fruition by any yeah. means or even come yeah. close. To, so, I'm always having that thought. But how I wake up these days is not at all comparable to what it was those I years. Bet. Nothing. I bet. Nothing compares. And I like I don't I make a fraction of what I used to make and it's a grind now, but life is just so much better in a way it's like i can't almost i had this angst inside me of like even before i confronted myself being like you can't do this forever right. i had an angst inside of being like ah, this is good but what's next <laughs> this can't be it you know like and yeah. i it wasn't a conscious thought it was just this thing inside of like it was almost like being in a foreign country and having a good time and you know you gotta be home but you don't have a flight back yet. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to book a flight. It's just I lingering there. Flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like just having a good time. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I got to get home. I got to book a fl That flight needs to get booked. You know what I mean? And like, you don't know how to book a flight. That's it. Yeah, in this, in yeah. this scenario, you don't yeah. even know how to book a flight. So it's like, that is all gone. Yeah. That's all gone. And now it's just financial worries, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, which are way better and way easier to consume than that existential angst that's passion man that's passion man like uh and especially with stand-up too though like you you have to respect it because like like if you if if you do stand-up and it doesn't go well like you face the consequence 
then and there, right? So it's like you need to have thick skin if, you know, some nights you're going to do well, some nights you're not going to do well. But it's like I could never, man. Like I, I always tell like my best friends, I'm like, don't make me your best man because I'm too scared to give a, a best man speech. And it's literally like I feel like it's like a stand up set. You know what I mean? It's it's tricky. It's a lot. It takes a lot of confidence to, to go out and do that stuff, man. But as an artist, I think you can also appreciate that. Like, don't you want if you are dealing with a client, don't you want the feedback as soon as possible? I do. Right. Definitely. So yeah. it's the best. I love yeah. it. It sucks. It's ripping the bandaid off. But I having that immediate gratitude of okay this is good you're on to yeah. something or not this yeah not yeah. this one you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. that's the best yeah don't you hate when you're waiting on feedback from someone that they take forever and then it's like bad feedback it's nothing is worse than when someone gives you bad feedback and they take forever to give it to you and it's like dude what the fuck like we could have have iterated and been done this already like so n- knowing you and how you operate because when i started working with you i've worked with other graphic designs but the way you worked was very impressive you impressed me just just the way you sent me that google document of like you send a a google folder of like uh, inspiration you're like (laughs) over the next couple weeks if you see anything that inspires you drop it into that folder i'm like damn bro this guy's got a fucking system down yo this is i try man i try i'm saying i've worked with a lot of people nobody does it like that where it's like you speak in a way where it's and your work is just clean. Your work is good. That. Like you're just a higher level dude. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. I feel like with art, it's just like I consider it an extension of of me and like kind of you know my craft, right? So if I put bad stuff out, like and I'll try not to, then it's just like oh he's lazy. If it looks lazy, then they're gonna think I'm a lazy person, obviously, right? So like with everything I do, like I try to make sure. I put it like I take care of it and I make sure the client's happy too. Cause like at the end of the day, like I'm, I feel like I'm a people pleaser. So like I, especially when it comes to clients, like artists, we kind of are, a li- we, we, have to, we love to be like, I don't give a fuck, but we're the most people pleaser. Exactly. You right. You I try mean? your best to make it seem like, yeah, no, I don't care. Like, we'll wear a shit that says like, fuck your opinion. But like everything <laughs> we're doing, is based on like maximizing mass approval. Literally, like, do you like the shirt? Like, <laughs> yeah, do you like the yeah, shirt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky, man. But I think, see, I I, I would prefer the criticism immediately. Upfront. Yeah, but I I like I'm still working on myself to to take it. Sometimes I'm same, like, bro. same, same. Sometimes I'm not ready for it. But yeah. Still, if if I have a general, if you have a setting for life, mm-hmm. feedback immediately or feedback eventually. Immediately. Immediately, you know what I mean. You're yeah. like, ah, let's go immediately, right? And yo, you get it on the good end too. Like, if you kill a set, right? It's just like you. I'm sure it's a high, right? Like I've seen interviews with with Chappelle and like you know the big comedians. It's like one of the best feelings ever is just literally just being there and, and getting a great laugh and the joke hits perfectly. And like I'm sure like you've had a yeah, lot well, of moments. Of course, yeah. of course, of course, of course. But like as your career progresses and you you gain further mastery of your art that feedback becomes consistently, consistently better and better and better. Like across the board, you know, there's some years from now where it's like, like you as a graphic designer in your fifties probably won't be doing a project with someone where they saw your work. We're like, I like what you do. This is what we're going for. You're like, I can make that for you. You go back and forth. And at the end they go, this is terrible. What the (laughs) fuck? What the fuck is this garbage? That's probably not going to happen. That could happen now. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's, the likelihood of that happening decreases the more you stay in this game and the more you become a master at your craft, right? I agree, yeah. So for better or for worse, I'd rather get the feedback immediately, you know? Just so I yeah. can adjust off the cuff or whatever. I want to know now. Facts, facts. 
uh, what I want to know is, did your family know graphic design? Was that? Did you have any cousins yeah. or uncles who were like, oh, your uncle? Bit bit. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's <laughs> a you, Filipino. You know, you know, yo, bit bit. That's my right there, yo. No, but like, is that a thing? That's that's a a thing that's like, dude. Till this day, like, so like technically, um, <laughs> what do you like? What dude, do you do? like technically, um, an art director, right? Like that's also another job I have. And then I can call my like one of my parents right now and be like, do you know what an art director does? And they probably they'll probably just say, you know, do you direct art? Like that's yeah, probably yeah, like yeah. the closest thing. And it's it's such a the funny Weird thing, thing is, I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes know I, bro, I'm fully employed in like dude. artistic gains. We'll say I don't even know what an art. Bro, is. literally, you ask people. People have such different definitions with it too. So like, I wouldn't blame them, but they they do now though. Like they've seen like, um, they probably like after they saw my first few billboards and stuff. They're like, oh, you you make billboards. Like you make art on you know advertisements on on big stuff on trucks on stuff like that. So it's like, they they get it now. But at the start, they were like kind of. You know, they're obviously worried with, with it and they didn't know. But It's funny you say that because uh, do you know Ernie Vicente, another <gasps> Filipino comedian? No, no, Hilarious. No. He's, he's, a, he's a, me and him are the two comedians who've been on billboards and have bits about it. Oh, yeah? Because that arrival, it's funny even when you make the billboard. Because being on a billboard and when you make the billboard, those are, for immigrant parents, those are arrival moments. I didn't, and being on a billboard for McDonald's random sandwich has nothing to do with stand-up comedy. At all right, has nothing right. to do with talent. That's right. just a black face. McDonald's was like, that's good for representing our corporate interests. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Now bite this burger twenty times. We're gonna get a good picture, <laughs> and we're gonna put this all over Canada. But when they see, and when they have something they could physically, like, tangibly see and be able to point at, you've arrived. The, like the questions that that bought me three years when I when I and that was twenty eighteen. The questions are only starting again now. <laughs> you know what I mean? That bought me three years. <laughs> if they can show it off to the aunties, exactly. It's a wrap. That's what they it's can put about. on Facebook. It's yeah, it's a it's flex a brand game. game. It's, it's a, a flex, flex game. Exactly. That's how it is, man. So I remember I put it, share. And then my mom was like, Oh, she's so happy that she's like, send it, send me the picture so I could show everybody and stuff like that. So I, I agree, man. It's like literally when when it's tangible and they could see it, then that's what that's it how is. You made it, man. What I want to know is like when you get out of like a, a graphic design program. What do you do? Because there's a graphic design and web developers and real estate agents. Those are things that are like the market is fucking flooded with those people, right? And there's a lot of graphic designers, real estate agents, and you know, and the list goes on of, of things that are like you can do a six-month course or you, you can be self-taught. Yeah. And do it out of just trying to get money. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you you need that made? Oh, I can you know what I mean? There's that, and then there's people like, I love this thing. How do you beat the noise and become like that signal that makes its way through the noise you know it's tricky man like even going back to the first point it's just like when it came to school firstly like i wasn't even like near the end of the program like i wasn't even attending class i was actually like working like i was like during the program i was applying to places to f because i was so worried of that happening like what if i graduate and i can't find you know, the right job or like, I won't find work and I have to go through all this competition and stuff. Right. So I started applying for stuff like literally during the program. And then when I got jobs and internships, I went to school and I went to, to work as well. Like I was juggling both and it was so hard, but you know, it paid off, but it put me ahead of some of my classmates. And then by the time Real I Real quick, I got to know when you were in your class, could you already tell that like you yo, you got it a little bit more than some of these kids. Yo. Like, did you did you go to class and then looked around and then stop going to class? Is that what happened? Like, no you're way. like, oh, I I think I I think I'm good to 
do this at my own pace. You know, it's it's art though, right? So it's so it's so subjective, and I'll never look at like. George Brown had so much talent and still does have a lot of talent. So I'll go to class and I'll be like, I'll never be like, I'm better than these people, but I'll always be but like, I'm better than these. No, 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 like, not <laughs> yeah, even. Yeah, but yeah, also, yeah. like, but I'm working harder. I'm ego, working right? harder yeah, yeah, yeah. because gotcha. like, I'll go to class and then I know everybody's going home just because like they're my friends. But like, no, I got work after. Like, I'm always doing something, and that's something that was clear. But there's a lot of kids that that made me look like I wasn't working hard. There's kids that like doing some crazy stuff. So you'll never feel like. If you always compare to, like, you'll never feel happy, but there, it, it, it's a tricky situation. But yeah, because you gotta, it is. It's same with comedy, because people in comedy, people measure it by the number of sets you're doing a week or the number of audience members you're in front of a week. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's hard metrics. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, hard yeah. metrics that it's like you can just qualify your expertise based on those metrics, right? Or you could be like, yo, I didn't, I know that so-and-so did 15 sets this week i did eight but i fucking finally got that bit to work i feel good yeah. i've like touched on these other things in my life because before covid i was prioritizing comedy over all things in life period oh yeah. no ifs ands or buts you know what i mean and that covid was actually a blessing for the fact that it like it reminded me that you don't need to do comedy seven nights a week in fact it's better you don't do comedy seven nights a week the quality, have, the quality have angst. Yeah, yeah because you need to have it's like it's like a bodybuilder trying to get to mr olympia and going to the gym seven times seven times yeah. a week it's like it's true. you're probably going six or five it's you true. gotta rest you have it's to true. fucking rest you know what i mean it's true and yeah. i didn't put any value on that and now it's like yo I'll, I'll have to doing shows and now in my calendar I'll try to put in chill dates with my friends yeah like yo like tonight later tonight I'm meeting up with a bunch of friends I'm fucking nice. amped nice. it's a Saturday like yeah. it's supposed to be a show night you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. I ain't got shows and someone hit me up an artist hit me up on Instagram like yo I'm doing a, a, a live listening for my EP I love your shit I thought it'd be sick to put some jokes I'm like yo that's sick but I'm hanging out with the boys tonight you know what I mean and before COVID I would've hit the boys up be like yo I'm out I'm out, boys. You know what I mean? That fucking, uh, that stage time came hollering at me. You know what I mean? And like if, if Chappelle was in town and I could open for him, fuck my boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like I'm not saying across the board. Yeah, But, yeah, but yeah. it's like, this is a random person who hit me up and was like, hey, come to my random thing and be right. in front of these random people. It's like, ah, no. I put more value in front of seeing my friends. That balance is so important. Because like, like you said, if you, if you, only work and you don't have any time for yourself or for what matters it's like or for at least get no perspective friends. exactly and the i feel like the quality goes down and at least for me like the, if i'm if i'm working every day back to back seven days a week the quality of my work is going to go down because i can't i can't like see what's wrong with it i'm only looking at the same thing you got to take a walk you got to go on and do stuff man isn't it's it like, funny how Chappelle took 10 years off and came back at the top of the game yeah, he went to Africa for a bit, right? Well, and then he, well, is that, that was just that the time. That was uh, well. That was like he Pardon? stopped shooting season three and was like, "Fuck this," because to, he was yeah. feeling weird and racist and corporate and all this stuff. And so then he dipped he to out. Africa just for perspective, like a yeah. week or a couple of days. But then ten years but overall in Ohio, raising his family and doing like pop up comedy here and there around the world. But like yeah. essentially off the grid, like Bigfoot for ten years. Yeah, and comes back as a juggernaut. Meanwhile, Louis C.K. and Bill Burr are consistently working Great in that point. time. Great point, yeah. And here he is online with all of the juggernauts, and it goes to show it's like, it, it's, it's not always linear. Yeah. It's not always like, if I go out every night, I will become the best comedian I can possibly be. It's not linear like yeah. that, you know yeah. what I mean? And COVID made me learn that. Because yeah. I went six months without getting on stage, got on stage, 
and was like, I'm fucking funnier now. Yeah. I don't know what happened because I, I, I pivoted to full TikTok and Instagram for COVID. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I became like a content creator. They're jokes, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate I the, it. The London one killed me and the, the Squid Game one about... <laughs> Just stupid shit. But the point is like, I used to be really yeah. afraid of trying stuff that I wasn't sure would work. And that's the best thing that happened to me was losing that fear. And I took that on stage. That's why I became better. Yeah. I would mull it over in my head. You ever heard the, the term uh, paralysis by analysis? No, no. It's like I'm in my head like, is this funny for sure? Because if it's not, I'm not going to make it. I had to get out of that shit of like, take the shot. If you feel like it's funny, do it. You don't have to be 100% sure. And that's what I fucking learned through making that content. And I took that on stage. So I'm like, huh, I've been off stage six months and somehow I've improved. I need to rethink this whole hard data, like brute force approach I was doing before because... I don't think that's the way. Did you pick it up from how you studied in the school? Because like uh, more times, it's like, oh, if you're gonna study for chemistry, just straight up. All in the time. high school, I would do that. Yeah. Because in high school, it was always like get into a good university. Yeah, yeah. Get into a good program. So then maybe that carried over that mentality. Like, well, into- I lost that in university. Oh yeah. Okay. Because in university, I was in the good program. Right. I was in the good university. Yeah. I got in. It was all about getting into this thing, and and I'd never failed, so I had no worry in my head that I would fail. Right. So it wasn't about learning anything. It was just like. Take the knee, fuck off, cram what you need to to put it on the paper, learn the thing that you know is going to be on the paper, put it on the paper, and move forward. You know what I mean? It was nothing about learning at all. It was just literally about like strategic regurgitation really is what it was. I got the degree, and I never worked a day in that degree. I got a nanotechnology engineering degree. I never worked a day in that. Yeah, it sounds sick, right? Yeah, when I was yeah. in the program, I was with all these smart people. I was like, I made it. Yeah. Now I just got to take a knee, do these fucking classes, and get the degree, and my life will be great. I'll be rich, and and I'll be a nano. Th- like it was a stupid young kid naive thinking. Yeah. And uh, thank God I went to industry and like learned the hard way, because there's two routes of comedy where people get in right after high school or in high school. And right. then they like go fully, which is great because you put in a lot of time. You get in a lot. Before you're 30, you put in 12 years, right? Right, yeah. But now that I've done the path I've done, I see the perspective of like having worked all those jobs, having fully seen the inner workings of all these corporate worlds, all these industries, and really being able to appreciate comedy, the acting industry, really having a benchmark comparison of all these things. That fuck, that, that, that's like a... It, it, uh, it equips me with being able to do a whole different level of comedy. Yeah. And I wouldn't have realized that unless I'm like in these shoes now. Yeah, yeah. There's no shortcut to experience, man. Like you have to, you have, to have gone through all that stuff, man, to get where you are. But did you have like, did you have like a friend who was doing the similar path? Like who also wanted to be a comedian too? And like zero. None. I don't know. I didn't know one comedian in my life. Really? And w- the first seven times I did comedy, I just, I did it like I was going to a fucking whorehouse. <laughs> I would just sneak out of my house. Like I was living with roommates. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like for six times. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, I, I was just like, again, that's that mentality of like, I'm not, no one is coming here until I have a thing I can show. I can't show because I've been a perfectionist my whole life and now I'm entering the stadium of something I suck at. I've been naturally funny all these years. I'm like, I'm going to be funny. And I, bu- I had the worst first set you could possibly have. Bombed so bad, oh, like right? lost sleep for three days. You know what Damn. I mean? Like terrible, terrible. Very like, 
ego like checking that is my biggest fear that's like literally what i'd be afraid of but i'm sure over time it's exactly what happened was it was it a was it a boo situation or was it just silence like i've been booed i've been booed like three years into being like i have a good thing then i got booed by a a sold out crowd yeah yeah. that's a whole different thing word but this was the first night waiting at a bar for three hours by the time you get up there's two people on there there's two people in the audience who are kind of paying attention. You're up for five minutes, but you only do three. And, and you bomb so hard, you don't even like say, that's my time or uh, thank you. You just like walk off and you're sweating and you stay there smiling like you're not crushed. Yeah. And you go home crushed. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And I used to lease. I, you know, I had this weird dynamic. I used to lease a BMW, a 435. Word. Because I was like, yo, I'm killing it. I made it, you know. <laughs> right out of college, I get this car. I remember when I was in San Francisco and I was in the open mics. I'm now embarrassed because now it's been a year of doing open mics. Yeah. I know where I stand in the totem pole of comedy. I have no like delusions of grandeur about where word, word. I am at. So I used to park my BMW around the corner. I would never pull up to the open mic in this BMW. It was too nice. Word. It was too nice. Word? It was too nice for someone as not funny as me. Word, word, I was word. literally like, I would, what I had to give, bro, one time I went to an open mic, or sorry, a show with this host, and at the end we passed the bucket around. And you know, when you pass a bucket around, people put some money in it, and yeah. that's how the comedians get paid. And I remember when I was getting in the car after the show, uh, <laughs> some guys like parked near, it's like, these guys are fucking scamming us. He's on my car. <laughs> this is a fucking scam. <laughs> it's like they come What'd you say? What'd you say? Yeah. What'd Nothing. We just got in the You're car like, quick. Oh, like it wasn't. It wasn't like conversational. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, fucking scamming us, kind of thing. I was like, oh fuck, that's so fucking funny. But um, oh man. But yeah. But but yeah. Did you learn anything? Like art? Did do you feel like your art improved during COVID at all? Like the pandemic? Yo. Literally prison workouts and, and work, but from obviously remotely, like, you know, I uh, I picked up animation, I enhanced it better. So, you know, obviously more prepared. Kill that intro. Yeah, that intro it. you just saw. Joshua. But uh, yeah, man, literally it was just working. I improved a lot. Um, and I what I like to do is like I took on clients that I wasn't qualified for like early on, but it forced me to get up to speed quick exactly right so like i kind of like to sink just, or swim exactly and i tend to to do quite well and you know it propelled me further and stuff like that so how'd you convince him to hire or how did you convince him to take the contract on if like your body of work didn't reflect the the level they're looking for was it all talk just like hard bullshit i feel like yo i go into the interviews like for work whatever i always try to be like I try to be unorthodox or something. Like I always try to go in. I feel and like that like, would work for artists, you know. It like would. you come in with a Rubik's cube for some reason. <laughs> Every time they ask you a question, you're just working out a Rubik. This guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like, I like go in. Like I remember, I did one interview. Like I told, it was an, it was an internship. I didn't know if it was paid or unpaid. They didn't specify, but I told him like, man, I'll work for free. I'll work for free tomorrow. I love that. I love. And that. I was trying to be like different and try to somehow make an impact, and then. Um. Yeah, and then it usually pays off. I think like just kind of leaving a mark somehow. Like, did any of them take you on free? Uh, Six Buzz. I, I I did a little bit of work for Six Buzz for a bit, like at the start, and like now I freelance for them, but I'm not doing it anymore. But oh, did did, did you guys just? 
are not working well together. They're like, trying to. They're probably like. It's a. It's a. Tr- it's they're a, undervaluing you. I bet. It's That's a very it. tricky situation because there's a lot of uh, stuff going. It's on a with, big platform. It is very yeah, and like you know, they, a lot of people have mixed feelings about the company, and I get it, man. Like they, there's sometimes the content's a little bit, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like. This little hood chick just did this. Who w- is or six L- bucks? By, I, by can't, six I can't even say. Like, you know what I mean? No, it's no, like, no, no, no. Don't say names. But is it one guy it's at a his house? No, no, no. It's a team. Because they do they do um, collaborations with, like, Foot Locker and, like, some Toronto artists, like Smiley. Um, is Smiley a Toronto guy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's oh, a Toronto no artist. Yeah, Smiley. Bro, he looks Sudani as fuck. He just dropped an <laughs> album, right? I was looking yeah. at his picture. Yo, Smiley looks like a fucking Sudani, like, uncle. I, that you know when you do you have like family friends you call uncles yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. looks like a pure cab driver i know (laughs) smiling and he's kind of fat it's perfect yeah no they they collaborate with him and like press and stuff like that and um uh so it's good like for me like obviously when you're young you're gonna see six buzz and be like yo this is a great opportunity i can kind of get familiar with the industry and whatever and then at a point like where i'm at now i'm like you know for my personal reasons i'm not gonna uh, work with them anymore and and whatever but i appreciate i guess the connections i've had because i got to do stuff for jagmeet singh oh yeah them and like some other people so yeah i mean it, it was great but like i'm doing my own thing i'm not really working with them anymore but fuck yeah look at you bro you're like yeah that's that ship has sailed you know it's uh, yeah, it, it, you're burning no bridges too great people great people at six bus too you know <laughs> maybe we'll work together in the future who knows you know what i mean it's like i love that shit like just an it's, it was an amicable ending yeah, yeah. We, we came to an amicable ending yeah, with, let's go with, with the that. business yeah, relationship yeah man do you remember your first big client like when you came to like when you entered like you know what i mean like when you were like oh fuck <laughs> they don't know I'm, they don't know i'm too bad as fuck <laughs> like the first person you feel like you scammed them like not with the work you produced but with getting like the, i'm not ready the yeah, i'm not yeah, ready yeah, for this yeah man i don't know like i I've always like, I wouldn't say like, I've never been like unqualified, but like, I've like, I feel like the work's always been there, but it's just like, I'm trying to think like, it might've been like with, uh, I remember we I did a flyer, like the flyer for Jagmeet, right? Was probably like my first well-known person within the city. And then, uh, um, the f- this was the one, what, what it says, like it was Jagmeet Singh, like a little, uh, graphic, uh, flyer for an instagram story right so like we had to do it and communicate with his team yeah so Who, was, was it like, were they super political about it yeah that's 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 government level shit that's like that's a the, like a federal election campaign right yeah but it was more so um it was with six Buzz, so like he was going to be featured like on the six Buzz page and do like um like a little story takeover so then both teams had to come and myself had to communicate with him and if did they like the picture did they like you know what i mean like gotcha it, gotcha it gotcha. was presentable but i remember being like dude like am i am i ready like to to make stuff for like for jag me for jag me like am i ready like nah, i'm ready man like i can i can do this it was a light flyer too just, just fake like, it till you make it right and then yeah at a point you're like oh i've done this before you know like at, at a certain point you just you, they want the same thing i've been doing for all these people so i'm saying man so like i feel like yeah, you know, like at the time, like I faked it enough, and then I'm like, now I'm comfortable with this. This isn't fake. Like it's this funny. Is me. It's similar with comedy because sometimes you're like, oh my god, I'm doing this venue. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you realize you're caught up on the idea of the venue. Like this person came to this venue. Yeah. This person performed here, right? You're yeah, caught yeah. up on that. Where in reality, it's like you did a venue that has 200 people. Those same 200 people 
came to this venue that has all this like it's illustrious background. Yeah. And now you're tripping balls. And it's the same 200 motherfuckers in front of you. Yeah. And then you just got to be like, this is the same thing. And like sometimes you fucking, with comedy, it's very tough. You know what I mean? That yeah, whole I thing bet. of like immediate like I bet, gratification I bet. Yeah. or bomb. So you're like, sometimes that being in your head defeats you. Paralysis yes. by analysis. Yes. You, you have a weird opening because you were so weird. And then you start going <laughs> weirder because you're like, fuck, I lost him on the opening. I got to go real strong now. And that pressure fucks you up even more. The, yeah, yeah. So you just, and then you may have a decent set at the end just because the first half was so weird. At one point, there's this beautiful thing where it's like, you're like, fuck, uh, this isn't going to be a perfect set. And that comfort, that moment of like, this is not going to be, like, you, I still have that perfectionist thing in my head. But yeah. when you accept this isn't going to be perfect, there's a comfort that comes over you and like your best performance starts then and there. Yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. you know? Yeah, I hear that. Have you ever had, um, when it was like forced on you where like you go to a venue and you're like, you have to filter your jokes. Like you can't say these type of jokes and you can't really, you felt like you're limited because you can't use your best jokes because like whatever reason they have. It's funny you say that because I had a corporate gig that requested me to oh. do an hour and no mentioning. I swear to God, they said this, this list, they go no current topics. They started with current topics. When they start with current topics, I was like, oh, this is done. Current that's like, topics? That's, those are the hard hitters, right? Like that. Literally, the school girl sells most lemonade ever. You don't even want me to talk about that recently? You know what I mean? Like, current topics, sex, race. I just told them, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I know a guy, I know a hack that, that may be interested in this, but like, that's insane. Like, I used to think, oh, take anything. No, now it's like, no, you don't have to do that. Now it's like, if they are asking you to do something that I don't want to do, you don't have to say yes. Yeah. There's this immigrant thing inside me that it's like, I can't say no to a thing because I am struggling financially. I need the money. I can't say no. And it's like, yeah, you can't say no. Just drive a little bit more Uber Eats. Yeah. Got a couple more hours this week yeah. for a couple more weeks and we'll offset that. But like, you don't have to say yes to something that you're like, okay, how the fuck am I going to do this? Fuck, this is going to be a nightmare. It's you don't have to worst. say yes to that thing. It is the worst when you, like in the times where you do take it, it's just like, this fuck. isn't even like, they might even ruin your, your craft because your whole of how much vibe, you filter. Exactly. And then it's like, damn, I got my name on this now too, right? Have you ever like... No, for you, I imagine it's because it lives in perpetuity after you yeah, step away from it. With comedy, it's like that night. The beauty of it, right? It's fleeting in the sense that it's like a live yeah, yeah. thing and it's gone, right? But with you, it's like they could mold you into something you don't want to be. And then there, they have it for like six years or some shit. Dude, no. Have you ever had like where... Yeah, like same thing. Like there's like a... They maybe put a clip on their story of like something a set you did and you're like this wasn't you guys this is not representative of what i do yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, yeah and you didn't share it because you're like yeah oh, all the time people post people like comedians when they book me on a show they'll just go on my instagram get a photo of me and i'm like stop they they keep pulling this like cute guy headshot i have from four years ago when i first moved to toronto <laughs> that it's not funny it's like it's like the 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 non-threatening black neighbor look i'm like don't have that as my picture for a comedy show that's yeah i don't yeah. want that they keep pulling this one right. photo and i have to tell people specifically i sent you these photos not why do you take not don't use that photo stop using yeah, that photo be the that's worst, man because when you see a comedy show you kind of want the photo to reflect the vibe of that show right yeah at the yeah. very least you should be doing something like you know, you should be doing something that's like, oh shit, like a vibe of what your comedy. You don't is. want, you don't you want LinkedIn. Just be smiling want... in a in a in a leather yeah. jacket, well lit, perfectly. Like, what the fuck is this photo? Stop using this photo. <laughs> I, 
Oh, oh, I hate this photo, dude. It shouldn't be like LinkedIn vibes. It should yeah, be like, yeah, it yeah, should exactly. be like a funny thing. Exactly. You know? This is like the headshot I don't use that is just haunting me, you know? Do you have it on here right now? I'll show you it right now. That's <laughs> no, so funny. And, and, and it's not a bad headshot. It's just not representative. Yeah, of, it's just of, I don't want this like, for my comedy like, show. This is not a good headshot for comedy. It's like, <laughs> it's so stupid. But I need like, to take new stuff too, man. Like, I don't even... I kind of relate. People use old pictures for like if I'm doing like a little, uh, if I'm speaking at like a like a event or something. Like it'll always be the same picture they they usually pick. But it doesn't really matter with an artist because like I can look anyway, really. And then <laughs> it's this photo. It's not bad. <laughs> That's a good picture, though. It's a good picture. Yeah, right? but I get but what you're like, saying. That's like you're about to the be the boy like, next door <laughs> type of thing and not <laughs> sexually or anything it's just like he'll help you with homework and something i don't know what the fuck dude i should put like a movie title and like the movie credit for the people the to see <laughs> you know <laughs> a little bit of perspective that's a treat for the viewers but uh yeah stop using that fucking photo i know comedians listen to this don't use that photo anymore but uh, brother, I always ask at the end of the podcast, I got these uh, three questions that I do because it's the immigrant it, section. It. We got to do it, right? Oh, yeah. Question one. And of course, I got to ask, were you beat as a kid? I'm going to be real with you, man. And this is probably like some of my friends are going to see this and be like, oh, this guy was capping the whole time. Like I grew up around like Jamaican friends. Like all my friends are mostly Jamaican and like Middle Eastern. So they got beat. And they tell their stories. War, and they, like war stories. Dude, they'd be like, oh, you got the, you got the belt. Got the oh, I got the, yo, they got the, you got the, the phone cord, spoon, <laughs> wooden spoon. And then I felt so left out. Like my parents beat me when I was young, but not even that bad, yeah, bro. Maybe like they slap. put chopsticks in my ass. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but dog, like they used to go in a circle and be like, yo, he punched me in the throat. Like whatever. Like maybe they were capping, but like I felt so left out. I used to just jump in and be like, yo, you only got the wooden spoon, bro. I got the wooden fork. Like I'll be like, nah, you guys got it soft, bro. Like I'll just join in. But truth be told, not even that bad, man. Like That's I didn't even get it. I'm, I'm, I was all right, bro. Yo, my parents hung me last <laughs> night, bro. They brought me back right before I lost consciousness. <laughs> Damn, bro. They almost killed that. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to see this and roast me, but it wasn't even that bad, man. Like, That's was, so funny. I, I was a pretty good behaved kid too on top of that so isn't that funny dude i had a we had, i grew up around um there was he was older he was like a rich black kid uh-huh. who rapped and he was rich he was very well off but his dad would always drop him off in the hood <laughs> he'd like be around the hood guys and it was so funny because it was such a nice suv and he'd get oh he would always God. get dropped off in the hood oh my god yeah man. we're just like yo you're you're not struggling we're just uh, but some people they want to glorify it too, they do it's, it's like cool, they feel you know? kind of bad you know they're like, I got it too easy. Fuck, I can't, I can't be honest about how easy I got it relative to these are my friends. Yeah, like, I, I got a match. It's a fitting in thing too yeah. at that age. Like you wanted, you just want to add your input to the story, man. And that's what I was doing. It's funny what you do to fit in as a young kid. It's crazy the logic you have in your head. Like, yo, Lord knows they they might be they all faking it too. Who knows, right? Because like, imagine now that you went around. You'd be like, shit, yo, my parents fucking love me, dog. They hug me every day. Y'all boys got traumatized, shit. You'd own it too, right? Like, it's funny. Back then, you're like, I got beat even harder than all of you. <laughs> you know? But uh, that's fucking jokes, so I love that. Yeah. <laughs> War stories. Uh, yo, second question. Okay. What's some shit you've only seen Filipinos do? Oh, man, it's tricky. Because, like, I could say... The auntie gossip, right? But like I could everywhere. say tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Arabs are doing that too. It's tricky, man. I don't know. Because um, a lot of, there's a lot of similarities with like 
uh, every culture, I feel. You know what I mean? Like the food, I, I could say the food thing. You go to Filipino's house, you're leaving with bare food. They might as well call like it Like they're going to give you food to go for sure. For sure. Keep to the go. container. Keep the container too. It's like yours. it's all plastic containers specifically yeah. for to go. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe that is, I don't know if it's just a Filipino thing, but I w- I'll say that because like, yeah, if you go if you go to any, any Filipino's crib, it's like you're leaving with food. Like go go hungry. And they'll like, Again, you can keep the containers and stuff like that. That's great. A lot of cultures will feed you, but I've never heard anyone being like, you're leaving with food. Yeah. Even if you wait and you're full and you're good. Fam, yo, you're always going to be full. Especially if the grandparents are around, it's it's all you send. You, they're sending you off with something. Fam, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but I think. Um, I think On that note, I actually forgot. So, is there a point? Are you beginning to get that like guilt about not having gone to the Philippines? Yo, what is that? Tell me about your feelings. Is, this me. is what it is because it's literally like I don't even think you know you gotta go, right? I do, this, I do. But yeah. here's here's why. Because like. If I complain, like, and I'll complain as a kid, I'll be like, oh, man, it's cold in the house. Every time my parents would be like, oh, you wouldn't survive in Philippines. I'll be like, can you kill that bug over there? You think that's scary? The bugs in Philippines are like 10 times the size. Pterodactyls. Pterodactyls, man. They have, they breathe fire and stuff. So I'm like. <laughs> Dinosaurs not even extinct over there. They're still <laughs> around. <laughs> Bro, and they're like. And then I'm like, how can you blame me for not wanting to go? Because you guys are like making it sound like hell. You're selling it like hell. Yo, I'm scared. But like the biggest selling point is like there is beautiful stuff. And I have family over there. So that's the main reasons I want to go. But um, everybody gives me like problems for it. They're like, oh, you haven't gone yet, man. Are you Filipino? Like, uh, but yeah, no, I have to go though. Like I have to go soon. Like I'm going to try next year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I want to go to Sudan actually real soon. I might have to go soon. What's funny is like, oh, it's just like that COVID thing where I've only been to Sudan three times. Oh, word. Mm. Okay. Like two summers and one Christmas break. Okay. I used to go when I was a kid, like three months. Every five, five years would go awesome. Oh, so not in as an months. adult you have, you've been back. Last time I went, first year university Christmas break, 2009. Word. 12 years ago. Word. Last time oh, I went. But that time was almost pseudo-adult, so now it will be the first time going as an adult. I'm, and I'm excited because it's one of those things where I think it's, like rec- it's necessary for perspective in the sense of being like, take the night off to hang out with people because it's going to make your comedy better. That's sa- on that same type of level, it's yeah. like you got to go see this thing you're from yeah. to yeah. better, like, I don't want to say qualify your existence, but like to just... It kind of like creates this map of like, you know where you are here, but now you got this line going back there yeah. once you go there. Because once you see it, bro, it makes you grateful to a whole different level. That's why I'm happy they took me young. Because yeah. when they took me young, I'm like, that's how like I came up with this. Like, damn, we got it good here. This is crazy. You know, this is crazy. Now. So you got to go. Yeah. And then watch your fucking art shift completely. And like now you're wearing pure Filipino. You're going to be one of those guys who hasn't gone who hasn't gone to their home country until late in their 20s. And now adopts all that shit. Like like that guy wearing a dashiki all of a sudden talking about my brother. Fam, there's a... Um, I don't even know her name, but there's this lady. Because my dad's like one of the indigenous people from Philippines, right? So God damn. He's yeah. a throwback Filipino. Yo, hella, man. And then um, they look black, too. Yeah. Like the, Filipinos are like mad crazy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, everything. Is, Spanish. The, the first ones are really dark. And like, um, there's this lady there that is known for doing like the traditional tattoos where like they like hammer the... Yeah, like, Japanese style. Like, exactly. Yeah. But she's like, she's an OG. She's like really old, but she's been doing it. And you have to climb this mountain or like go through this super tough hill to, to get her and yeah. get her as a to do tattoos for you. But... A quest. Exa- literally a quest. It's like, it, it's a hard way to get there. 
and like no i'm trying to get a tattoo from her oh i'm thinking about it i just have to figure out what i want but how funny would it be if you like like <laughs> hiked three days lost one of your friends when you get there she's like oh you have to book me on eventbrite <laughs> Yeah, no, no walking. Sorry. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you? No, I'm yeah, not. too many. Yeah, like, I'm going home the next day, man. Like, I love that you're like, that. you're like, I'll go to Philippines, but I gotta, I gotta spin it into a reason to get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go to the Philippines. I gotta get a tattoo, a cool tattoo and story out of it. You're an artist. You're a true artist, bro. And then do it. And then have that tattoo. And then that's gonna be the fucking tattoo. That's gonna be your a flagship story. tattoo. There I is promise. a story too, right? Like, of course. Like, yo, I climbed, uh, I fought through like 50 people. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a cool story to say with it, right? We, everyone loves that shit, yo. Yeah. It's like old world shit. That's why exactly. you gotta leave Canada, bro. Canada, this is awesome. But this is like, sometimes it's like, where you know when you start a game, that default place, they stop you? Yes. The whole world is available, yes, but Canada's yes. like that default spot. It's like there's so much out there, you know what I Dude, mean? I haven't even left North America. I, like, I've been to Vancouver, yeah. like I've been to Michigan, Florida, yeah. but I haven't gone like to a place that looks different from... Like Bro, Vancouver and Philippines look exactly the same. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Vancouver? I bet. I bet. Yeah, that's, that's Asia extended, bro. But, uh, but yeah, go to the Philippines, dog. Talk... Coming from the guy who hasn't been to Sudan in twelve years, right? Yeah, yeah. Go to the Philippines, like I know shit. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you a story when I get there, man. <laughs> yeah, from there. I made a man. That's my guy, yo. You get malaria and die. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit, man. That guy was. He was halfway through this logo. I was redesigning. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, yo. Final question. When Filipinos talk shit, who's the butt of jokes? You know, oh, like a lot of like. Man. There's always like uh, that countries love to talk shit about other Indians talk shit about Pakistan and like I know Sudan is I think in the so previous Egypt, episode, Egypt right Egypt, I think yeah, I seen yeah, an yeah, episode yeah 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 and vice versa bro I don't even know if we have an enemy man that's a hard one I don't think we have a particular not even and a, a shit talking enemy not a real enemy yeah 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 like it's just, usually like whatever so, uh, sport that country loves most and whoever their rival is. It's usually that country in a weird way. You know what? Way. We don't, we don't, uh, like, they're not, they're not like a butt of the joke. Like, we, it's not really verbal. But when it comes to Mexicans, since Pacquiao, like, fought so many Mexicans, there's always that rivalry. Exactly. He's the only Filipino, and he's fighting, like, bare Mexicans. And, and he got knocked out by one, right? So yeah. it's just, like, there's always maybe that hidden, like, rivalry in, when it comes to boxing. So it's probably there. And I feel like Mexicans have a similar family value too. So it's like, Filipino, like, I, like, I got to fight you or some shit. If I ever went into boxing, I'm destined to fight a, a Mexican like as the final boss. Like that just feels like, <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah. I will probably, yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, relative to whatever your ethnicity yeah, is. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Right. So it's like, Yo, that's for what white kids, be. the final boss is just trauma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uncle fucking touching trauma comes back from Thanksgiving dinner, Stop. 2003. Uh, brother, this has been a fucking pleasure, man. I feel like it I could talk been. to you for a solid other hour. Not Bro, two more, one more. Just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Then I just yeah. I yeah I'm forgot, a, yo, yo, okay, yeah, yo, yo, It's time, up. bro. You know how hard it was to just forget about that shit. He's <laughs> just chilling there. You could see. Yeah, through. bro. It's fucking. Oh, this guy's teasing to the. I just want to say, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on because like this is my first podcast experience. So I made you this uh, typography portrait. Of yo, you. that's fucking. Yo, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> That's crazy. Are you seeing this yeah, shit? Yeah, if you zoom in, it has like immigrant section like written all over it too. So it's like, That's yeah, man. crazy, yo. You've been working hard, man. I feel like you That's deserve a like a, a gift. Man. That's fucking, bro. That's awesome, man. You fucking, 
You're on that artist shit, yo. I try to be, man. This is crazy. I don't even know, like, my girlfriend would be like, that's not going up in the bedroom. I put this up in the bedroom. <laughs> I had to hit her up and be like, do you have a picture of a boss? Like, oh, that I could, no way. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I need a good bro, picture. Bro, get of out of my girl's DMs, bro. <laughs> I just, I just jump over the table. <laughs> yo, I appreciate you, man. This no is, problem, man. This is some high level shit. I got to figure out where to put this. Because I know if I put it, I got so many comedian friends doing yeah. episodes. If I put it in here, they're going to rip me apart. I still probably will do it. <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Rogan probably has a picture of himself somewhere. I don't know. Fuck. But yo, I, mad respect, bro. You're gotcha. talented as hell. Appreciate yo, that. look into that camera. Let the people know where to find you. And if they need, if you have graphic design needs or anything like that, what's the best way to reach you? Hit me up on Instagram at Joshua DeCucos. Um, and check out at Uptain Media on Instagram as well. As yeah. always, both of those will be in the description, so no need to remember anything. At Obtain Media. Yeah. Beautiful. Check that out. Work with this guy. The random screening crew, that hoodie, my man did it. The intro, he did it. And more to come. And I'm working on a poster right now for this next show I got oh, coming up. I, wanna, I just want to get your feedback on it real yeah, quick. Yeah, hell yeah, man. For sure. But yo, for my end, support the show directly at patreon.com slash the immigrant section get bonus episodes every friday on the street interviews all that shit i appreciate y'all uh thank you for tuning in for another episode brother this has been a pleasure i'd love to have you back in like yeah. six months or so cycle it through <laughs> we'll see maybe <laughs> you're going to fill actually no fuck that you're not coming back on you to Philippines. <laughs> yeah go bro i got you yo until next time peace uh-huh.